You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. I promised you a conversation about differently abled people. Now we've learned it's differently abled people. It is not disabled people. And uh, the argument that's coming through is that disability and differently abled people feel that when we see them, uh, we should see them first, as in them, their souls, them as people, not the disability or the different Ability, right? Lloyd Babedi is teaching us all of this. I, I must say, I, I was quite enlightened when we spoke to him last week. And he's actually arguing this time around that this ability uh, or the difference in ability is a state of mind. Beyond that, everybody is the same. Lloyd Babedi, founder of Bucks Foundation, is joining me on the line. Lloyd, good afternoon to you. And, and explain it to me a bit further. What do you mean by it's a state of mind and nothing else? Good day, Pamela. Um, what I mean is that um, it's a state of mind based on a disability is a minor situation. Mm-hmm. It's not a setback because with every situation, there's always a solution. Mm-hmm. For example, I personally have friends and know people within the disability uh, sector who are married, they have children, they're living a normal life like anybody else who's able-bodied. And to them, there is, when you see them, you wouldn't really think there's challenges that they have to overcome because of their disability. But at some point, we do need to elevate the need for us to understand that differently abled people also need to be catered for. So whether it is infrastructure, whether it is representation and so on. So is it not counterproductive to say it's all in the mind? Because if we do that, it means that we won't address the needs of the differently abled people. Um, but in terms of the issues that need to be catered for, um, in terms of like infrastructure and mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. when I say it's in the mind, it's not just looking at the minds of people with disabilities, yes. but even the able-bodied person. Mm-hmm. Because oh, if, yes. as an able-bodied person, if you look at a a person with a disability and disregard their physical appearance, automatically you are not gonna want to know more or want to make their environment more conducive for them to live an an able life. Or if you don't see that person as equal towards you, you will not push to ensure that they have the same opportunities as you would have. I'm also joined on the line by Nobatembu Peter, who is differently abled. And I want to to bring you on this conversation, Nobatembu, and say thank you very much for joining us. Do you agree with that? Hi. Hi, Nematembu. I was just saying that I, I'm sure you heard what Lloyd was saying. Do you agree with his with his analysis of the fact that we need to see you differently uh, and, and that maybe disability is in the mindset? Yes, yes. I, I fully agree with him. You know, um, we focus so much on the physical appearances, you know, and what we are not capable of doing and we forget that it's all in the mind you know the power of the mind is very important and it's very important for us to practice and exercise you know the power that we have in our thoughts and in our attitudes and beliefs especially in our behavior as well so i totally agree with him 
I want us to touch a little bit on your own life story. So you are differently abled because of a, a car accident. Somebody, a, a drunk driver, in fact, uh, um, you know, caused an accident and you were the victim of that accident. And you have been, have you been paralyzed ever since? Yes, yes, that is correct. It happened when I was three years old. I was actually on my way to church with my siblings mm-hmm. and kids from a um, the neighborhood when a driver just drove straight into me. And yeah, the driver also tried to run away, but mm-hmm. luckily he drove into someone's house, um, and that's how they managed to court him. And, yeah. and, and and how long did it take you to get to a point like Lloyd to say, this is just a state of mind, I'm going to carry on with my life, it's not the end of the world? Um, You know, I'm actually happy that it happened when I was young. So I grew up knowing that I was different from other kids, um, that I had to do things different. And um, yeah, I grew up that way and my family learned how to deal with it, you know, how to live with someone who has a disability and growing up it wasn't easy trust me it wasn't i experienced bullying at school and but as i grew older i knew that you know what this is part of my calling this is part of the journey that i'm supposed to be on in life and this is just part of my purpose in life so i have to make the best out of the situation and I mean, it wouldn't have happened to me if I wasn't able to conquer or to manage all the challenges that comes with being disabled. So that's the only reason and that's how I managed to deal with it and make peace with it. So so how severe is your, is your disability, Nobatempo? Uh, Mm, I'm, I'm paralyzed from my waist down, meaning that I can't really feel anything from my waist down. Um, I can't stand, I can't move my legs, I can't even feel when my legs are hot or when it's cold. So, yeah, my feelings um, below my waist are very limited. Was it a waist, uh, was it a spine injury? Yes, yes, yes. It was a spine injury. Um, thanks very much for your contribution. I, I just want you to hold on the line. We've got Tobega from okay. Durban calling us as well, who wants to weigh in on the conversation. Thanks very much for calling, uh-huh. Tobega. Hi. Hello. Hi, Tobega. Thanks very much for calling. Hi. Um, I, I like the like the first speaker, the mm. gentleman. Lloyd. Um, yes, Lloyd. Yeah. When he spoke that he says it's all in the mind. Mm-hmm. I can get it. I, I actually am disabled as well. I'm a blind person. Okay. And I wasn't born blind. It's a recent thing. Oh, wow. But, um, you know, it's easy because I'm, I'm, like, naturally I'm a motivated person. I'm very positive. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a certain person. But people now, when they see you in a disability, mm-hmm. it's like you push hard and, like, you know, you can overcome this, but society tells you, no, sit down, you're disabled. You can't do anything. Like when it comes to studying, um, availability of resources and things like that is very limited. And even in society, people look at you because you're blind. Uh, it's very how maybe society can be taught because that just demotivates us. So maybe what can Lloyd and the other speakers say mm. to a person like myself who 
is very motivated, but society and the surroundings demotivate you on a daily basis. Your comment on that, Lloyd, where she's saying she may be all positive and sees the the other side of all of this, but it is most of us who who bring you down. Is that the experience? Is that your lived experience where it is our transference of our prejudice that gets you down rather than yourselves? Yes, yes, that, that is true because... Um, as a person with a disability, um, we can motivate ourselves. But if society would make those comments or that gesture that shows you that you're not like them, it it will always get you down because when you look at it, um, there's more able-bodied people than people with disabilities. So you would automatically think, perhaps they are right. Perhaps there is something wrong with me rather than looking at it from a perspective of there could be something wrong with them in actual sense. And then for someone who who's recently different differently able, so this is a recent occurrence, maybe it's an accident or whatever, what would you say to them, specifically to you, Nabatembu, how would you encourage that person to carry on with all that we've discussed? Okay. Um, honestly speaking, the first step, um, as a person with a disability, you will not be able to overcome the first stages of acceptance and being able to motivate yourself on your own. So I'd advise to, to get support groups. There are support groups, there are organizations that assist uh, new people with disabilities and in ensuring that they are able to build back their self-esteem. So first and foremost, I'd, I'd advise to get in touch with a support group. Secondly, to always make sure that you surround yourself with positive-minded people, whether they have disabilities or they're able-bodied. And a positive mindset, it will always rub off on you and it will give you the positive energy that you require as well as a person. I really want to thank you both for, for coming on to the show. I do see that there is another caller who wants to just quickly, before we, we wrap it up, who wants to uh, join this conversation. And I'm just going to give them an opportunity to do that. Um, I see the name now. Okay. I think we've lost that caller uh, that that was trying to call, call through. Thank you very much for joining us, Lloyd. Uh, we'll do this again next week. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Uh, Nubatembu, I mean, your parting shots on someone who's experienced this for the first time and it's a recent occurrence. Um, well, you know, these things happen in life. Tragedies happen all the time. We lose loved ones. You see there's a huge um, job loss happening all across the country. And these are things that affect us um, differently as individuals. Um, so what I would say to someone who um, has experienced a loss of ability or mobility is just to be patient with yourself because these things don't happen overnight. You don't just gain confidence, you know, overnight. You have to be patient with yourself and you have to process what happens to you because it's unique to all of to all of us. We deal with um, tragedies um, differently from one person to another. So we have to be patient with ourselves and take the time to reflect and to look at what is important to you at that particular moment. And I mean, that's what I did and it works for me because look at me now, I'm at a very positive um, place in my life. I'm happy and I'm at peace with everything that has happened to me in the past and currently. So 
Yeah. I mean, just listening to you, I'm getting quite, you know, uh, uh, you know I'm, feeling, I'm, fe- I'm feeling like I need to get my act together. And so you are encouraging. And I really love the fact that you are so positive about your situation. And thank you very much. Thanks very much. You're a beacon of hope. You really are a, a shining star to many of us. Thank you. I'm humble. Thanks. Number 10, Peter, who, who was run over by a drunk driver at three. And she is thriving. She's only 26 years old and she really is thriving and I just think these stories we need to be telling more of. Uh, Lloyd Babedi was also uh, a contributor on this feature. He is a founder of Bucks Foundation. It's two o'clock.